Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. Uh, some good, uh, some good potential names. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the DMBA show. I guess the first time I've ever messed it up. That was yeah. delicious. That's a rough start. I'm sorry. Very rough, real. rough start. It's just I'm good in the headphones. We are presented by Bet365. Never ordinary. I'm Harrison Wynn. That's Brennan Vogt. So sorry, everyone. So sorry. I'll what lock happened? in. I, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I, I, it's like, you know when Jokic shot three of 49 in a game? Kind of feels like that. And then everybody just said he's having an, a down year, an yeah. off year. Uh, yeah, and then everyone turned on him. So yeah. you guys are welcome for the historic efficiency that's to come. Well, hoping a similar thing doesn't happen with you. Uh, that's D-Line over there. I enjoyed that. I watched. I enjoyed watching him uh, struggle through that air <laughs> Kind Good of choked. It got a little wet, you know. And I didn't want to like. I didn't want to make it terrible for everyone. Yeah. I just had to abandon it. <laughs> uh, and I'm Harrison Wynn, guys. Great show planned uh, for you guys today. We are gonna go over what Jokic era Nuggets we would most like to Gary add Harris to this team. He's on the list. Is he? Oh. He's on the list. And then we got a. Uh, all-encompassing mailbag, tons of great questions that uh, we are going to get to from... Um, did you see it, that the Serbian Basketball Federation voted Bogdan Bogdanovic the best Serbian basketball player? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> the pettiest people alive. <laughs> alive. Also, maybe some potential trade targets, some names that Calvin Booth might look to add to this team. Gary Harris. <laughs> He's on the list. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing, though? What did you guys do in your last uh, two days since I've seen you? Uh, I went to Chili's. Nice. Dude, Chili's <laughs> underrated, I yeah. will no, say. I, I think it's overrated. <laughs> really? I, <laughs> I went to Chili's for the first time like a month ago. I thought it was pretty good. Did you? Yeah. Uh, first time in many years. Yes. Not me, first time me ever. Me too. Me too. Um, okay. Yeah, that's what I did. Did you get the queso? No, maybe that was my issue. The, the chili's queso is great. <laughs> I uh, I sat down to read a book, and uh, when I came to, I was five seasons into a Madden file. So um, <laughs> still TBD on the reading, but the Madden's going great. That sounds great. Madden's growing great. the mustache back? Uh, yeah, it's good. There's going to be an awkward phase. I apologize for that. It looks as well. like it's coming in. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a least tough couple weeks. Noticeable. Well, you but, should try um, like a different, like bizarre piece of facial hair yeah i think i'm limited in what i can grow dude okay i'm just happy i get this you could go soul patch i uh i i once did that in middle school scott spezio of the st louis cardinals had a a red dyed soul patch he led them to a title so i had a soul patch and i colored it in with a marker and i went to school like that i gotta think that those two patches represented the least amount of soul no, no one liked it. No I've always wondered, it. like, how would you come to the conclusion that you should go soul patch? Like, how is that the I think that you piece just, of facial hair? But you go soul patch and only soul patch. Like, that's a move. I think that you just like you you you're you're strong in that area, and then you don't want to. You know, it's like it chooses you. Retired rocker, 
uh, current sponsor for an alcoholic, those people all have soul patches yeah, in true. my in my experience. Are you thinking of a sponsor specifically? Yeah, several, to be honest. Honestly, I could think of several off the top of my head. All soul patches. I don't know what that's about. Okay. All right. Good chap. <laughs> uh, I, saw, I saw people talking about this on Twitter, and I thought it'd be a good topic to talk about on this show. Former Nuggets from the Jokic era that you would want on this team. Former Nuggets from the Jokic so era I, I that to, we could I need add to understand. So if you are bringing in a player, does that mean a player has to move out? So like, you're saying that you would prefer them to play at a position that exists or is this we're just adding we're just adding nuggets i think just adding okay yeah but okay. adding former nuggets in their current state so you're mm. not adding prime oh man gary Fuck harris you're adding gary harris right now mm. on the injury report no <laughs> that's, that's part of it i mean let's not get ourselves i mean yeah that that is part of it that yeah. is part of it um so let's get into this. I got a, a couple names that we can start off with, and then uh, we can throw in some honorable mentions as well. But let's start with the guy you just mentioned, Gary Harris. He is injured right now. There he, he is. He is injured. Look but this season, he's averaging seven points a game, only 43% from the field. So his shooting's dropped off, but he did shoot it well last year, 43% from three. Strong defender. What would Gary Harris look like on this Nuggets team? Would he have a role? Well, this is this is what I'm saying. Like Gary Harris would probably. I mean, he's not taking KCP's position. You don't think no. he'd be coming off the bench? <laughs> he'd be coming off the bench. He'd probably be taking Christian Brown's spot. Um, you know, Gary has in his career been a, a formidable at times defender. He famously turned the tide for the Denver Nuggets in the bubble when he returned. Uh, to the lineup uh, with his defensive prowess. I don't know how he's been. I got to be honest. I don't catch as many Orlando Magic games as I maybe should. I think I've caught two this year. <laughs> I'm using the word caught like you do COVID. Um, I'm <laughs> like so, caught one of them courtside. <laughs> that's true. That's we did, right. Caught we, an L too. Didn't yeah, we, we did. We caught quite a bit yeah. that night. <laughs> caught some popcorn. That was good. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Gary, that's just like a pure vibes pick. Like, right. I think it's more vibes than actual substance. Yeah. There's a lot of vibes picks here for the Denver. I mean, there's there's not a ton of guys you look back on because what the Nuggets turned into, they like found their perfect form in a way. Like. There was a lot of there's a lot of guys you look back you're like man that would be cool like that would feel yeah. good if they were part of it but the, there's not a lot of guys you're like that they would be a better choice than what we have. Right. I actually think we're finally past the you could talk yourself into Gary still makes sense if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, as many in our chat have many times over the years. I think we're kind of over that hill to be honest. I don't. You got what you need in in uh, KCP. And Christian is a piece you're, in theory, developing for the future. You know, Gary's best days are probably behind him, almost certainly, with respect to the man. So I just don't think he makes a ton of sense anymore. Having said that, if they win again, they should send him a ring. I don't know what the rules are on that, <laughs> like if the league prevents it. But just send him one anyway. I don't think anyone would get mad. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, somebody would have to purchase it for him and then say, like, give it to him. The Cronkies might be mad. They've got to pay for it. But yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'll yeah. buy it. How much is it? You know the greatest thing that we learned about sitting courtside? Now that we're... I mean, I... Again, I've sat in those seats before. This is 
your, oh, okay. your first time, my okay. second time. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> but in the post-championship era of yeah. those courtside seats, everyone has a replica ring there. They all, just the game. they all just wear the replica yeah. ring. Yeah. Somehow everybody's sitting courtside. Yeah, you just have a replica <laughs> ring. Everybody's <laughs> wearing it. Everybody's showing it off. Oh, check it out. And check out my ring. Oh, check out my ring. And oh, my ring levels. has this. My yeah. ring has this. Different levels. It's like sports cars in Florida garages. <laughs> They're like, actually, mine, mine's the new model. But none of them, none of them had like all of the bills. None of them had the pullout or right. the or the dial part. Right. One guy's <laughs> like, I stole this from Vlaco. I jumped him in the parking lot. This is like, his that was real Vlaco. ring. Yeah, that was oh, Vlaco. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good observation. Somehow everybody <laughs> sitting courtside has a it. different version of the Nuggets championship. I love so ring. It's like such it's like such a it's like a membership. Including thing. courtside Dave. Yeah. Well, of course courtside Dave. Shout out courtside Dave. Shout Dave. out courtside Dave. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to another guy I've got on this list. Another former Nugget, another guy that could be brought back for the vibes, another guy who's currently injured, Monte Morris. Oh, man. I think the question here, is Monte Morris better than Reggie Jackson? Would he be a better backup point guard on this team? My first instinct is no. It's my first instinct. I... But it's close. I agree. I mean, part of it is, too, since this is a completely open-ended and hypothetical exercise, let's just say Monte was here instead of Reggie all season. Is he able to do what Reggie did when Jamal was out, which is arguably more important than any of the low-floor stuff now that Jamal is back, even though Reggie struggled a little bit there? Like, what he did to keep them afloat and play at such a high level when Jamal was out that is, first of all, that was the argument for signing Reggie. Like, the ceiling can be high for a certain period. And then it also really kept them afloat, right? So I th- I love Monte, and I can't believe I'm saying no to two straight Mr. Nuggets. But I think this is another, I, I think this is another vibes pick. It's a mo- Mr. Nugget hate crime. Yeah, I know, man. The, yeah. The, Trade AG. The thing, the thing about the current state of the Nuggets is that the backup one is somehow the epicenter of their offense on the bench right mm-hmm. like reggie jackson has to score in a way that we never really ne- necessarily needed to count on monte morris to bring that monte morris showed the ability to score and like he started for a lo- for some period of time and he he does have scoring prowess um i mean i would i would do it i would take monte morris back he is you know like not in his current state he hasn't played all season he looks like very not ready to play NBA basketball. Um, I don't actually know what's wrong with him. His heel. I think it's a quad. His quad. A leg injury. But, I mean, I love Monte Morris. Like, that guy's the best. And he he did step in for Jamal. Like, that's what it is to be the backup center is you're going to step in for Jamal for some portion of the season because Jamal Murray has a tendency to be out for some portion of the season. And he was able to do it. I don't know. I Reggie Jackson has been great though. That's the thing is that like a lot of this is like saying like you prefer one to the other. It's just like I would prefer to just add, I want like fifteen players on the Nuggets. And I'll yeah. Take, like come on, right? Come, come on, Mister. They're Nugget. all good and we love them all. They're all good, man. Right. I think the biggest difference is he would just bring a different dynamic to the For second sure. unit. Reggie's so much more of a scorer. Yeah. Monte's more of the facilitator table setter, the pure point guard. Exactly. On that unit. So it would just mean the bench would have a different identity. Um I don't I feel like it might be a little worse, but um I don't think it'd be like a huge drop off. 
Yeah. The second unit would just seem seem a lot different. I, I do wonder if they they need Reggie's scoring. That's you know? kind of they kind of need it. Are you getting the you know necromancy lob city game that they put together Definitely with Reggie not. and DeAndre? Probably <laughs> the posthumous not. Lob city. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but maybe is the floor a little higher? Is everything a bit more organized? Are you able to sort of change the stagger and try something differently? I like we know Monte can play in a Denver Nuggets rotation, but part of this is just. Reggie Jackson has been just about everything you could have asked for at the price point they signed him at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's another one, and we'll switch up positions here. Isaiah Hartenstein. Wow. Oh, man. Adam's. Wow. He looks different these days. Oh, there you go. Eat your Hartenstein out, Adam. Isaiah Hartenstein, who uh, has moved into the New York Knicks starting lineup, I believe, with uh, Mitchell Robinson out. But Isaiah Hartenstein kind of. blowing up with the Knicks a little bit. I mean, he's averaging six and a half points, seven and a half rebounds per game this season. But recently he's had games of 19 rebounds. He's gone for 20 rebounds. He's scoring in double figures as well. He's really proving to be like one of the better backup centers in the league. And I don't think we had that opinion on him when he was in Denver. When he was in Denver, he was unable to catch the basketball. I know. Good point. Yeah, I forgot. He would frequently streak to the basket and be delivered a pass that he would be unable to corral and had turnover after turnover. It was so bizarre. We all thought that Isaiah Hartenstein was going to be a player for us because he was like a really good acquisition, it felt like. He was like... I mean, he was another guy, if I remember correctly, that was like heating up, like just destroying the G League. He was destroying the G League, and he had played with Monte Morris in the G League, which was a fun little storyline. And he had shown well for the Rockets and Spurts before he got here. Yeah, it really seemed like he was going to be a guy for us. And then that was just like a period during the Denver Nuggets history where no backup center could do anything ever. Like, it was JaVale McGee, couldn't get in the game. Isaiah Hartenstein, like, didn't make sense, couldn't catch the ball. Seemed, like, like oddly just, I don't know, like, unable to play NBA basketball. But then, you know, he's gone on to, to prove that. I mean, we saw him at Summer League just, like, walking around without a job. Just, like, hoping to find, catch on with any team. And he obviously did, and good for him, like, I think, you know, obviously, backup five is a place where the Denver Nuggets desperately need help. Yeah. I would absolutely take Isaiah Hartenstein back. Like, Yeah. I mean, I would, too. Uh, I do think chat hit on it. There's some revisionist history. I actually don't think we engaged in it. It's easy to engage in it because he's improved. He was a foul machine in Denver. The chat hit on it. They're dead right. And I think Malone kind of had a short leash with him between the fouls and, you know, the drops and things. And so what's already a short stint, backup minutes behind Jokic, would often be even shorter. And so he just never found a rhythm. The thing you like with Hartenstein is there's some playmaking ability there, in my opinion. There's a little bit of skill. And, yeah, you know, Denver Denver does, I, I don't know, maybe this is a kind of by default thing. Plumlee could playmake a little bit. And they yeah. played some of their best non-Jokic minutes with Plumlee around. I'm sure we'll get to him. Hartenstein had some playmaking chops. I don't think he was a role threat or anything like that, but um, he's a guy certainly who, how he's playing right now, is that better than what Zeke gives you? Probably, right? I mean, yeah. But his his playmaking was something that made him so attractive. Like, yeah. That's the thing we talked about. Man, he could he could playmake in a 
like give you 30% of the playmaking that Nikola Jokic does, and that's already way more than any other center would give you. Right. Um, I agree with that. Like, Hartenstein was not great um, when he was here, uh, but I think he was better than we remember still. Like, he had good moments. Yeah. I guarantee if you go back and look, you'd think you'd be like, oh, he was better than I remember. Uh, but still, he was not great. Well, I think a lot of it is we had big expectations of yeah. him. Yeah. And also, that year was like the COVID season. Yes. It was a weird year. Truly. And again, with a lot of backup centers that we've seen, he didn't get a long leash. Like, he had a very short leash, and he seemed to fall out of favor with Michael Malone relatively quickly. And that's a problem with backup centers here in Denver. Um, so would have been great if it worked out. And, and yeah, of course. I mean, he'd be a, a definite, definite upgrade, I think, if he was back. Yeah. All right, let's go to another backup center here. What about this guy? DeMarcus Cousins? Boogie. <laughs> Maybe the only backup center post Mason Plumlee that's worked out. Yeah. And I think he only worked out because he did have the longest leash from Michael Malone, and he was not worried about losing his spot every time he went out there. Uh, we could, we have a chance to be the first people to ever go, you know what? I'd love to run it back with Boogie Cousins. Let's yeah. do it again. Uh, sentences that have never been uttered. Boogie was genuinely really good as a backup. Yeah, he big was amazing. He won several games for the Denver Nuggets. The talent was there. You know, there's the obvious the fact that no one in the league wanted him on their team, I think, tells you a lot. We've been over that. One, no, nobody uh in the NBA and apparently nobody in Europe either. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot. So I, like look, he's a better player than Zeker DeAndre right now. One thing he doesn't do is roll particularly hard to the rim. So like would that help Reggie per se? And, you know, more pick and pop. stylistically it doesn't fit, but also who cares? Yeah. Because the talent's there and he's more skilled. And in a vacuum, take your drinks that one year, that probably was the best backup big minutes we've seen in Denver. Easily. Easily. I mean, we were in the I, Jokic era. I definitely wanted them to re-sign Boogie. It is clear that it, the on-court uh production of Boogie Cousins has very little to do with uh, whether or not a front office will sign him to an NBA contract. Like, there, he's clearly got issues that we, you know, we didn't really see a lot of them. That was the thing that surprised me, is that, like, I was positive it was going to, you know, the, the Boogie thing was going to be more visible on the court. It was going to kind of poison the play you know just like to, did it? it didn't at all like that's the thing is like i was there so was surprised there's only one yeah and it came at the very very end of the season yes on I'm, the bench against golden state that's right he yeah. did get he got a bunch of texts which was hilarious he did. yeah there was yeah. stuff like that <laughs> he did yeah. um although so does Jokic. i mean he gets texts every all, all the time <laughs> true so i mean i it seems like you know, this is a, I don't know anything about what I'm talking about, but I would love to have Boogie Cousins back. But clearly, there's much, much, much to this that you just, is not uh, There's got to be a good reason. There has there's to be a good reason. Right, good right. Reason. Yeah, like, it just, it seems too good to be true. Um, but he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. And, like, <sighs> imagine the center position for the Denver Nuggets, the backup five being another source of offense on that second unit right. that just, like, struggles to score. And... He's defensively inclined also. I don't know. Uh, but clearly, clearly there's something there. Yeah. 
Uh, we are talking about current state, though, so I, right. I wonder yeah, what he looks good. like that's now, and I don't know. I doubt we probably won't ever see Demarcus Cousins back in the NBA. I think that's probably right. Not. Oh, definitely not. Probably not. I mean, well, who knows? The Lakers, the Lakers can surprise you. I'll say that. <laughs> are the Lakers more likely to sign Dwight Howard or Demarcus Cousins? Well, they got to gear up for the three quarters of the way through tournament. They probably need one of them. <laughs> they need one of them. All right, last one here before we take a quick break. What about Mason Plumley? Man. To stick on the backup center theme. I was watching Clippers Suns last night. Mason Plumley, he's back from injury. He How'd was he out there. How'd he look? Uh, he played in garbage time. Okay. I think it was his first game back after a long absence. So not great, but <laughs> I think he was just getting his feet wet. I would take Mason Plumley back. I would do an RB. No question. Absolutely. Yeah. He like that is last year he was playing 20 minutes a game. This year he hasn't played a ton because he's been hurt. Not that such a thing exists, but like this was the closest Jokic proxy that you have. Like the sure. closest, like the guy that could actually pass the ball in some same universe as, as uh, Nikola Jokic, at least like looked to make those same kind of passes, sort of. Um, but like there wasn't like a massive drop off. You wouldn't have to totally, you didn't have to completely. Uh, different play styles between bench and starting unit. Obviously, again, not remotely comparable, the sure. level of player, but like you at least could play through him a little bit right. um, in a yeah. way that the Denver Nuggets have not been able to since. The same idea that you had with Hartenstein. He's an actual pick-and-roll guy. He could play with Reggie. Um, you know you know he could play with Jabal in a pinch. And he, look, he's he like the the best conceivable center here in this situation. No. Was he better than <laughs> No. But we're limited to former nuggets. Was he but also like was he better than what we've seen from Zeke and DeAndre this yes. year? Yeah. There's a bit of you know, time is so funny when like perspective and all that. I mean, we were very frustrated with a lot of things Mason Plumley did. I know. Anytime he shot a free throw. Oh um, man! You know, <laughs> oh god! There's another guy. Why'd you have to say that? I totally forgot about that. It's like you know, well, when now he's shooting him uh, right-handed or sorry, left-handed, left-handed. Oh, Before no. it was. You remember when you try to like open a beach chair or lawn chair, but it gets stuck halfway through, and you got to kind of like that was his free throw form. Um, Damn. But he look. I mean, he could he could do some backup big things, and in hindsight, it worked. Right to some degree, it worked, and I think it would be more than they're getting right now. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'd take him back. He's only making five million. A this reverse year. dunk. Only, two, only making five million this on year? the condition that he covers Anthony Davis this time in a big game if he's open, or he just is not playing. At on that the time. condition that yeah, he's not allowed to call for switches. <laughs> yeah, on the condition he's not in the game in the last five minutes of a big playoff. <laughs> Do you think he'd still get uh, subbed in over Jokic for defensive purposes? <laughs> oh man. Maybe <laughs> it's possible. Switchable. It's possible. If we start, yeah. if our closing lineup is just no longer Michael Porter Jr. or Nikola Jokic, it's Peyton Watson and Mason Plumley. <laughs> you got to be before that possession, a coach has to pull Mason aside, look him deep in his eyes, and try to discern: Do you want to be here? Yeah. Do you want this win? You have to ride an elevator with yeah, him and, and find out. You, you feel like it's a we're yes. not in the bubble. You can every, put him in there. I every think. game we're you have to take an elevator World. ride with Mason Plumley and just yeah. you know, find out where he's at mentally. How you doing, Mason? How you doing? <laughs> All right, let's hit a break. Let's get into the mailbag on the other side. It's tons and tons of great questions. Well, hold on, can we to get to? Well, okay, we'll get to on the other side. Okay, okay. Eric, let me pop quiz for you. You've been hurt at work, okay, uh, in a car uh -huh. or as a pedestrian, and you're pretty. 
GD, sure, it's not your fault. Yeah. What do you do next? Uh, I probably go to Legal Pete's. No, <laughs> good guess. No. no, good guess. That's tomorrow's read. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. no, I appreciate <laughs> No, I'm talking about Bacchus and Shanker. Oh, I you call, uh, the visit two. them at coloradolaw.net or call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. The consultation is free. In fact, them taking on your case is free. They don't charge you until they've won, and they have won over a billion dollars for their clients over the years with offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. And with more than 30 lawyers and 100 folks on staff, Bacchus, Shanker, and company have the strength and power to win your case. Call them if you've been injured at work in a car accident as a pedestrian. It's not your fault. 222-2222. To find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker, they win. Also, uh, guys, check out Bet365. So here's what I need you to do. Download Bet365 if you haven't. Use yep. code DNVR365. Place a $10 deposit. Deposit $10. Then I need you to screenshot that deposit. Send it to promo at thednvr.com. And you're going to get a free shirt or hat from the DNVR locker. We will then send you a discount code for a free t-shirt and hat. You can redeem that at the DNVR locker. I think on any shirt or hat, right? Yeah. You just, whatever you, shirt or hat you want. Yeah, you just get, you can go really, whatever you want. You yeah. split it up. You just get, we're just sending you cash. Cashola. Yeah. And all nice. you got to do is deposit 10 bucks on Bet365. Bet it on, I don't know, the Nuggets. Bet it on whatever. Uh, and then, you know, you're off and running from there. Bet365, never ordinary. You got to use the code DNVR365 at sign up, though. Then screenshot your $10 deposit. Send it to us, promo at thednvr.com. You'll get a discount code for a free t-shirt or hat. Boom. It's that easy. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And then you could get a winning is fun and losing sucks shirt. And it would be very appropriate. You could. Oh, yeah. You could. Yeah. All right. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, (laughs) the DNBA show presented by Bet365, Never Ordinary. What were you saying before the break? D-line? Well, I was just, are we done talking about former Nuggets we take back? We can throw, we can throw in some honorable mentions. I was just going to do a rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah, You know who I I want? Who? Well, Bones Island back. (laughs) I love Bones Island. I was thinking about putting him on uh, my list. Listen, Bones Highland has been much maligned because he acted like a, a little baby. And <laughs> he deserves all of the criticism and all of the treatment that he's gotten from Nugget Station. He was so good for us at times, not all the time, but he was a, a player that was growing and progressing. And now he's found himself obviously buried on the bench. He's made no progress since that time. It's such a shame. I hate to see it. Like, I love what he... like. Mile High City, baby. He had like a thing going with it with us. Like, <laughs> he kind of did the voice and we need, there. Yeah, dude, he made a terrible decision, a terrible life choice. Um, I feel bad for him, but he, the bench still can't score. The, the deeply, deeply ironic part about Bones' decision is that if he never makes it or, you know, the subsequent behavior that leads to it, however you want to frame it or look at it. Reggie's been good this year. On the contract they signed him. Yes. But God, isn't there an opportunity for a young ball handler with room to develop God. and to take the reins of the non Jokic minutes going forward? And now there's no place for him to Look play. See, like Joey Moya says, Bones was never good. Lies. We have photos. Photos. Yeah, like, I mean, that's a lie. He was good at times. He was he very the good at times. Team. He won us games. He was kind of low key good sometimes in the playoffs. But right now, do you need, like, with. 
having said everything I said, it played out the way it did. You got Reggie. He's playing at the level he's at. I mean, it's, you know, you're asking, I think it's, it's such a complicated situation that the simplest thing is to say no. Well, it's all, I mean, can I just make a blanket statement? Let's not get any old nuggets back. Yeah, good call. <laughs> but if it, but I, listen, the, the guys that I would consider, I would consider Bones Highland. I would consider uh, PJ Dozier, depending upon how he how he looks physically. Yeah, I would consider. Maybe that's all. Uh, <laughs> the problem with Bones is his skills would help on the court. I just don't know if he'd be accepted back into well, the locker room. I mean, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, that's like, the problem. The players did not want him here anymore. <laughs> My high city, baby. Was like, he was oh, so dope. What if he just came uh, in and just started yelling yeah, that in the middle exactly. of the locker room? Would that get everybody back in? I mean, listen, like, it, it just takes a little bit. Like, we watched the uh, video of James Harden reuniting with the Clippers, and it was the most awkward clip on the internet. And now, apparently, they're rolling. They've they moved past it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Oh, Bruce Brown. Of course. Yeah. But, you oh, know, yeah. That's they, like we cheating. didn't even bring that yeah. up because that's like the most, out, yeah, yeah. like, of course. So we just take Bruce Brown. But I mean, is he better than Peyton Watson? No, but he's better than Christian Brown. He's a better, oh. he's a, and he would be a better, like, I would still have him run the, the, the point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Bruce Brown, the very obvious answer. To Absolutely. This. I mean, Bruce Brown would come back and be the sixth man. He'd, he'd be, come back and be the Nuggets' sixth best player again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was we, fun. Should we go to the mailbag? Mailbag. Next right. time. Uh, this one comes in from uh, GP underscore Nuggets. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he asked, what is going on with the best player in Serbia by the Basketball Federation of Serbia survey? It named Bogdan Bogdanovic as the best Serbian basketball player. I love this. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. I love it. Um, not Nikola Jokic. It was Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, I think we know why this is the case, but... Uh, Do we know for sure, like, is it you had to have played for the team in the last year? Well, Jokic got like, some votes, but I think... So Yo in, oh, Jokic, while well, Jokic was on the ballot, and... Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, oh, is Simonovic, or Simonovic, excuse me? I, it's so far away. Simonovic, that's the fellow that lost the kidney, no? Or is he one of the guys there that has the two one and two votes? Is the guy that lost a kidney playing for Team Serbia? So yeah. someone was like, "Now that's a that's a patriot, right?" Bogdan Bogdanovic, twenty seven votes. Nikola Jokic, ten votes. Alexa Avramovic, two votes. Barisa Simonic, one vote. Quick question: The Serbian Basketball Federation is Kendrick Perkins on the federation? Is he a member of the federation? I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a message is being sent. <laughs> Jokic has not fulfilled his role to his country in many people's eyes. Yes, we've gone through this several times. The 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 rise and fall. We I've seen it now going to Serbia several times as I've been. Like Jokic does not have the the, the presence in Serbia you would imagine he right. would based on the player that we know him to be. And a lot of it is that people don't feel like he is, has Serbia in his heart in the way that they want him to. Like it's not as important to him to put the national colors on and the national uniform and, and 
fight in their name. Um, and this this feels to I mean, I listen, I got to this seems insane, but clearly there's something else at, at, at play here. Yeah. And just not not playing in the World Cup. Um, or I'm sorry, in the uh, what was it? The last event that he didn't. Uh, well, there was the, there was Eurobasket in the World Cup. That yeah, he, it was the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and not, which I just confused in my head with the Olympics, yeah. which we do expect him to play in. So yeah, not playing in the World Cup. Yeah. Look, man, <laughs> we we realized this when we were over there in Serbia. And look, I respect Serbian people for thinking this way. Nikola Jokic could win a three-peat in the NBA, and it wouldn't really mean that much to people in Serbia, you know, compared to if he won a gold medal, right? Like he could win 10 NBA championships in Denver and one gold medal for Serbia. The gold medal would really be the only thing that matters. This, this Olympics is, I mean, he may not care, right? But for people like us who care about legacy and stuff, if you're invested at all in the distinction between his NBA legacy and his Serbian basketball legacy, this Olympics is a massive defining upcoming event for him. Yeah. A and str- I think he's going to play. Right. And a strong, strong run, a medal run here could go a long way in changing how he's talked about in these conversations. Absolutely. But until he does, I mean, he just hasn't played enough or succeeded enough for that, that team. You know what I was thinking about the other day? And I put this in the Slack so you guys saw it. Paris Olympics, you know who's the coach for Team USA? Steve Kerr. It's Steve Kerr. Oh, Oh, man. man. Could you imagine a Serbia-US final? Nikola Jokic versus Steve Kerr? (laughs) Steve Kerr, who who now we, we have to just say it. Number one, Nikola Jokic hater. Big, big hater, dude. Number one, Jokic hater. And this probably po- Steve Kerr right this now. This podcast, number one, Steve Kerr hater. I mean, he podcast. hates Nikola Jokic. He might hate Serbia. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, could Ser- you imagine Just Team Ser- USA versus Serbia? Jokic versus Steve Kerr. Serbia, I have it on good information. Steve Kerr hates you. He Serbia. might personally. You he should- might personally <laughs> hate Serbia. <laughs> Make sure he understands your feelings on that. Yeah. Might hate the way the game is played there. Might hate those people. I, yeah, I, I don't know. He doesn't, I don't respect, know. doesn't respect it. Yeah. Doesn't respect it. Clearly doesn't respect how Nikola Jokic plays the game. Thinks it's part of Russia. It's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> A little tongue-in-cheek, this segment. But you know what, Steve Kerr? Uh, come on this podcast and defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. If we're wrong, come tell us yeah, we're tell wrong. tell us to our faces, yeah. dude. But could you guys just imagine... A potential disaster class from Steve Kerr coaching yes. Team USA. Absolutely. He's like fumbling his rotations. He doesn't know who his closing lineup is. He's like trusting, I don't know, Chris Paul or somebody over the point guard he should be playing. And they lose to Nikola Jokic in Serbia in a gold medal game. He's like, get Austin Reeves out there. We need some defense. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the potential of that the other day. That could be fun. It could be awesome. If Austin Reeves is on the Olympic team, that's... We, that can't happen. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on here. This was a great question. It comes from at Solly Bear on Twitter. What are the top five most ridiculous, not necessarily best, but most ridiculous Jokic stat lines? This, of course, comes off the 4, 7, and 16 performance against the Pistons. Um, I did some research, and I found yeah, some yeah. for you guys. Give a- Talk to us, Harrison. This one was also in a blowout win against a bad team. This was against the Bulls last year. Very similar to the Pistons stat line, actually. 
8.6 rebounds, 14 assists <laughs> in a 23-point win. He only took four shots in this game. 8.6 rebounds, this, 14, assists, 14 assists against the Bulls. This was last season? This was last year, yeah. Yeah, I know. We, this, it's so great. Like, every, every year is the same year. We're like, what is he doing? We're like, the same thing he did last year. The exact same thing he did last year. This one was against the Grizzlies. You probably remember this. 13, 13, 13, plus 13. This is one of my all-time favorite Jokic That's stat awesome. Lines. That's a hard one to beat. Three players have ever had 13, 13, 13. I, I've got one for you that you're all going to hate. Jokic, Magic, and Bird. Like exactly 13, 13, yeah. 13? Okay. Jokic, Magic, and Bird. Was it? Um, it's the Memphis game, right, where he didn't shoot till the final shot of regulation. Yeah, I That's, actually don't have that. I don't have that line now. in there, but I'm throwing that game in there. <laughs> that was uh, oh god. Can you imagine if he hit time, man? Can you imagine if he hit that shot? The game winner, <laughs> the only field goal. I wanted it so bad. This one is actually from his rookie year. Check out this stat line: sixteen points, eleven rebounds, two assists, five steals, five steals. This one's from 2021. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists, 7 steals, Whoa. and a loss. 7 steals? Yeah. That's a pretty sweet... You know what? Steals over blocks, by the way. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, dude. You, Anyone can get blocks. Also, if I if you block the shot, do you get the ball back? Who no. knows? You no. steal the ball, what happens, Eric? It's your ball. It's your ball, bro. Same thing that happens when you take a cookie. Yeah. Your cookie. Grow up, all you rim protectors. Yeah, dude. Steal the ball. Swat the ball into the into the stands. Cool. Everyone cheers. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Their ball. Right. I also have this one on there. This was versus Portland from 2022. Eight points, 18 rebounds, 11 assists, and a 32-point win. Dude, I love... Man, Jokic is the weirdest. He is the best thing ever. It's so hilarious that he could... First off, the fact that no, the, the very notion that Jokic could end a game with fewer than 10 points is so absurd, yeah. yet so real uh, half of the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, then, but then he just like does everything else. All the, He's still like so deeply involved in everything that's going on. He like he can't not have one of his one of the lines be insanely gaudy. Have, yep. you, have you guys seen these Detroit Pistons subreddit posts? They're oh, like, the one where like Jokic broke these guys' brains. There, it's, it's a couple guys posting like this is actually the most embarrassing thing anyone's done to the Pistons. He refused to shoot, and he and something. he dominated us. Dominated. <laughs> That's really saying something. That is, it is like psychological warfare, absolutely. Yeah. Where you just you have you like you have like the gun, but you like won't you won't Dude, use it on somebody. Killian just, like, Hayes in the post. Yoke passed the ball. Yeah. They're like, oh, God, we're not very good, are you we? You have this gun, and you just, like, flick them <laughs> to death. And they're like, stop flicking me. Stop it. That tickles. Stop it. And then they're dead. Yeah. Because you flicked them so Tough many times. Tough way to go. Uh, let's hit another break. A lot more <laughs> mailbag questions to get to, uh, including somebody asked us uh, advice uh, on what to show their newly born child. Oh, man. Yeah. Not this show. No, hang on. Maybe. They asked us. Yeah, they asked us for uh, advice on that. <laughs> I know D line's on today, right? Yeah. High plain strains provides top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Check them out for your needs, including infused edibles, high potency concentrates, 
and some of the best flour in the states. The homies. And by the way, we're talking about the whole state here, and we want everyone to be involved. We know that people all up and down the beautiful state of Colorado listen to this show. There are three High Plains Strains locations in Colorado. Log Lane Village, Garden City, and Sedgwick. Sedgwick? Yep, Sedgwick. <laughs> Dude, I've, I live here. <laughs> uh, so if you're in the northeastern Colorado, check out High Plain Strange. This is a dispensary for you and, and for everyone, too. But if, if that's your region, uh, go ahead and check them out. Save some time by ordering ahead online. Use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores. Also, you can get a full ounce right now for $80. That's honestly outrageous outrageous I know. what would uh younger what would young, yeah what would young brendan vote as he got into the back of a weird trans am no i think if you right. told him the value that right. was <laughs> yeah as i hand some stranger 475 dollars for what's clearly half an just kidding i've never done this illegally um especially in colorado where you can do it legally with places like mile with high plane strains excuse me remember to use the code dnvr or mention dnvr in stores take advantage of their deals Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Uh, the beer of the month, still the Christmas sale, six bucks at the DNVR bar. Uh, if you're local, stop in corner of Colfax in New York. We got tons of Breck brews on tap. If you're looking to get Breck brew, check out their beer locator online. Type in your zip code, shows you where to get Breck brew. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We actually just got out of uh, Orthodox Serbian Christmas. It, it lasts three days. Long Christmas. Dude, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. How did we not know that? I knew it. I mean, yeah. Uh, you're how did you're I basically know that? Serbian at this point. Just a three-day Serbian Orthodox Christmas. Wow. A lot of Christmas ale Sorry, to get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I know. You had two up. You had U.S. Christmas, Serbian Christmas, three days of Serbian Christmas. Not one gift. Not one gift. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> this question comes from Monte J. French. My wife gave birth to our first child this morning. Like today? Congrats. Yeah, this was this morning, <laughs> January 9th, 2024. Dude, congrats. Wife gives birth, hops right on uh, Twitter to give us a mailbag question. <laughs> That's I mean, he didn't give birth. That's a good point. He's <laughs> got a lot of time to kill. <laughs> he asked, which Jokic highlight do I show him first? Oh, oh sounds like easy. it was a boy. Great easy. question. This one. Show him where yeah, the bunny where drinks. Where does the bunny drink? Where from does the, the bunny palm. drink? That's the uh, from first. the palm of the hand. Absolutely. Yeah. I think. I think to teach them that nursery rhyme. I think personally, it uh, has to be the shot over Anthony Davis for me. Now, which one you might say? A couple of good ones, but the one that I think we've all seen. But, where he's and, yeah, going and then left. you could show him, uh, show your child the Anthony Davis expression. Yes. And then you just call that the Davis. Like, show me the Davis, and then your child does that face. I think this is I think this is folly though, because the young child just born under this world does not have the context of why that's such an unorthodox shot. What if they think that's how that the they grow up thinking that's how you just are supposed to shoot a basketball? Then congrats, you've raised the next Jokic. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. They'll be somber shuffling, yeah. you know, from an early age. Right. They're like, I think this is how you play. I think you just want to show Jokic making two people happy. Mm. Just a standard assist. You know, you're right, you're right. Everyone slaps fives, and then you imbue the ch young child with the idea of community making two people happy instead of just one. Mm, just, yeah, just a compilation of assists. Just like every Jokic assist. Yeah. 
<laughs> probably just go to like the NBA channel on YouTube. There's probably a hour long video of Jokic assist. Just yep. or, or you set just say, that in front of your kid. And or boom. you just say F it, you show him the splendid Serbian hooker. Start him off with that. <laughs> the highlight. <laughs> Dad, show me the splendid Serbian hooker again. Son, this is what we call. Or sorry, was it a daughter? I didn't check. It was a son. Uh, son, we yeah. call this one. Splendid yeah, just start Serbian out, just start hooker. Out. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> All right, uh, a little more serious question here. Christian Brown shooting thirty-eight percent from three. Will that Tight. be higher, lower, or stay the same by season's end? Quick one here. Lower. Stay the same. I bet it stays about the same. You think lower? I don't, I don't You're trust You're not quite it. buying it. I don't trust it. Do you trust it? 38's high, man. That's a that's a that's a yeah. good clip. Yeah. I don't fully trust it yet. I don't trust it yet. I don't fully trust him as a barely under 40 percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust it. Don't what trust the it. reason I like it is because I think most of these are wide open threes that he's just taking. And I think he can hit wide open threes. So I'll I'll go stay the same. This one comes from uh, JParity625. Assuming full health all around, would you rather the Nuggets face the Thunder or Clippers in the playoffs? Great question. Great question. Assuming full health. That's the part. Okay. Uh, yeah, like everybody's healthy. The Nuggets are the kryptonite to the Clippers. They just are the absolute kryptonite to the to the. Cl I, I don't fear them at all. But so, they've never faced uh, this team with Harden. And a few centers off the bench now. I mean, I don't the know. The Clippers have been playing great. I mean, if you if you haven't seen them recently, I, I watched them beat up the Suns last night, although that, that's not saying much yeah, these days. Yeah, but they days. do look great. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're up to fourth in the West, only one, or sorry, two games behind the Nuggets in the standings. They have one fewer loss than the Nuggets this season. Yeah, uh, the Nuggets... Have been a little. I mean, the, the, we feel like the Nuggets should have won more to this point. But I mean, you think about the matchups. You've got Aaron Gordon to put on Kawhi Leonard. You've got uh, KCP to put on Podcast P. They do match up well. You've got, yeah. you know, then Jam I guess suppose Jamal Murray is on James Harden. But like, I don't know, James Harden like doesn't make me doesn't strike me with fear. I, it's just I, I I like that matchup, and it's not that I fear the Thunder. It's just that. The Nuggets have shown that they have no, absolutely no fear of the, the L.A. Clippers. I'll say the Thunder just because the Thunder have playoff inexperience, which I really think is undefeated. Um, I think they got to – I think the Thunder have what they need. Like that roster could win a championship once they've lost and won some tough playoff games together. And I just think Denver – Denver kind of has the Golden State thing going on. Not the dynasty, but just the, like, there are young up-and-comers who haven't been where Denver's been and haven't succeeded where they've been. And when you're made like that, it all it's all slower, and you're just better in the tight moments. So, Yeah, I'd probably go the Thunder as well, just because they haven't been there before, and playoff experience is such an important thing, man. I, I definitely learned that last year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I actually think the Nuggets would beat the Thunder fairly easily in the playoffs, I do like too. a five-game series. I do, too. I mean, I think that they I, – I don't, I don't fear either matchup. Um, I fear the Clippers a little bit. I actually do, really? which I feel like is crazy. I know. I know. Well, the part of that that the 
assuming full health part is yeah, the part that's a big like, assumption. That's a massive, massive assumption. Yeah, for the, for I don't. The I the thing about the Nuggets perspective is the Clippers are better than they are scary to us. They are good. You know, they, they are, are good. good. There's just there's still something like, okay, if you told me that was the most most formidable foe, you'd still go, all right. Well, I want to see that series, man. You know. The yeah. Nuggets just have found a way to beat that team too many times. Yeah. All right, time for one final break. Hit some mailbag questions on the other side, including one trade that somebody sent us that I actually think is a little intriguing. You know, really? I'm not typically one for fake trades, but this one this one could be a little something. You've changed the very nature of Harrison Wind with this proposal. I, I, I thought this trade was intriguing. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm uh, new in town. Um, I, I they, I'm told they call you Denver man. That's right. I, I'm looking for a go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Oh, let's see, buddies and beer. Bacchus and Shanker. <laughs> yeah. No, good guess, Eric. It's illegal peach. That's what it says here on my phone. Just kidding. I know this for a fact. I've been many times. I actually might take a buddy to illegal peach today. I might take after a beer the show. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's right. Uh, illegal peach is the best. Because they have burritos, buddies, and beer, but also margaritas. All three at the same it's time. Kind of, look, you're not, you know those make your own burrito stations. There's a lot of franchises, a lot of imposter competitors out there. Illegal Pete's has the best ingredients. They also have a bar. Game over, folks. Yep. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddy, and beers. Oh, also, there's a new location uh, now located in Gold's Marketplace on the corner of 26 and Kipling, overlooking wow. Crown Hill Park. Check them out at Crown Hill Park. Have to make my way over there. Also, check out FOCO. FOCO, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. They have legit stuff, too. They're officially licensed with all the leagues, all the sports. So these are legit bobbleheads, legit toys, collectibles, novelty items. A lot of the stuff on our sets, if you see a bobblehead or something like that, it's probably from FOCO. Um... We used to have that unicorn horse on this on the set. It's still over here. It, the, just, it destroyed the, the championship the trophy. Is that from Foco? I, I, yes. The the mini Larry O B right there. That's from Foco. Like that, that thing is legit. It's like heavy. It feels yeah, dude. It feels like a miniature trophy should feel. And we would know. We've seen the real thing. Yeah. We have. And right we're not there. allowed to touch it under any circumstance. No. Yeah. So, actually, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know at all. <laughs> we got close. Foco we always has our back close. for Cardinal Good Sports enough. Day of yours, too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. Use the code DNVR for 10% off. All right. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Let's finish strong. The DNBA show. Let's finish strong. I want to go uh, to this question here about Michael Porter Jr. and his three-point shooting. If MPJ plays enough with the Nuggets, do you see him possibly becoming the all-time Nuggets leader in three-pointers made? Right now, guys. Right now, he is sitting tied for eighth with Daniil Gallinari. At 535 made threes. But he's the fastest oh, to 500. He was the yes. fastest to 500, right? Yeah. So, Eric, I mean, I think we're really coming down to, like, yeah. do you think he's going to be a nugget? I. This is the, or do we think he's, like, his. Last year, for example, he made 188 threes. 
He's already made 105 this year. Yeah, this is a question of this is a question of longevity. Because obviously he's on pace. He should easily shatter this if he keeps on the pace that he's at with the ability that he has. Like Michael Porter Jr. is, is a gifted, gifted, gifted three-point shooter. It's his stroke is beautiful. It is idyllic. It no one can block it. He shoots at such a height that it's like he just no one can get in his way. Like if he wants to shoot it, he's he's gonna yam Mike his way to uh to getting it done. But like, is he going to be a, in a Nuggets uniform, and B, in a NBA uniform long enough to do it. And the other thing is, you know who probably will be is Jamal Murray, who right. in the meantime is going to continue to make threes. And I'd even say now, fellas, to me, looks more an eager, if not capable, three-point shooter than ever before right now, Jamal Murray. So, yeah, I would agree. So probably he's not really going to catch him, but... Can he put a dent in this? Like he's like the pace that he's on is outrageous, right? And this is a guy that's going to get a lot of. I bet he eventually winds up at two. Yeah, and I bet Jamal Murray is one. The golden era of these Denver Nuggets is he's if Michael to, Porter stays here, you know, for four more seasons. Yeah, the re- the record take. books are going to be littered with this golden era of Denver yep. Nuggets. Right. Yep. All right. Let's go to. Um, this question here, uh, this comes from Rennie Bear. Oh. Is it wild to anybody yes. that <laughs> Denver has not become a desirable situation for NBA players? Everyone who shares the floor with Jokic plays the best basketball of their career. Why aren't more players trying to force their way to Denver as free agents or in trades? Do we know that this is, not, that this is a fact? I think... The question probably comes from the basis of when a player like gets bought out or like when a player requests a trade, just the classic destinations are like Lakers, Heat, Knicks. Right. Right. And I think that part of the NBA is just like ingrained and set in stone and will never change, even if the Nuggets won, you know, three in a row and were a dynasty. They'd probably be like the Spurs. There was something to... They did get Reggie Jackson. And ironically, he was very bad after they got him. Now he's been good. No longer a bio guy, but also in their org because of that. And And Reggie Jackson turned down other contenders, like the Bucks. Precisely. And, And because of some of the flashes of talent we've seen now, all the way back then, we had tabbed him as the premier headline buyout guy. Yes. And he chose Denver. And so... That was a small little... I mean, Bruce Brown definitely was under-offered in free agency, but he too was, you know, took a pretty reasonable offer to came here. So come here. I think in the on the on the on the margins, this is changing a little bit, but I don't think you're ever gonna hear, you know, the next disgruntled superstar. What's his short list of teams he'd like to force his way to? You're going to hear Miami. You're going to hear the Lakers. I don't know if the Nuggets will ever come up. What if it's Luka? I was actually just going to say that, Kale. Do you think Luka Doncic would put the Nuggets on his short list if he asked out? Yes. I do think so. I think he might. It's a good point, guys. But uh, I will say, just in general, though, like, we just won the championship. Like, this has just been proven that it's possible to get it done here. Um, And I don't think that the front office was interested in a lot of free agents this offseason. They were really interested. They have all of these young guys yeah. that they want 
than they believe in and like they're Calvin's guys and he like so I don't know that we've been able to even like see this theory be tested. I I do think it's Denver is like higher up on the list than people think though. Yeah. For sure. Jeff Green came here. He was ring chasing. I mean, back in the day, it, it was impossible to get anyone. Like the idea yeah. that we that Paul Millsap came here was so earth shattering <laughs> yeah. and you had to pay him such an ungodly sum of money that like people still can't separate that the idea of what kind of player he was with the amount of money that he made even though he was fantastic for the Denver Nuggets that was the point that was the inflection point where it was even a possibility where you would consider a free agent would come to the Denver Nuggets and we've seen since that time more and more uh doing it. I mean like you're right the guys that the guys that are disgruntled in forced trades like those guys suck like those are bad guys, generally speaking. Those are the guys that like yeah. are very interested in their own situation, like personally, that want to go to Miami, want to be in the club. Like those are like all every time that like those players come up, those those aren't guys you want on the Denver. We had a question that we're not going to be able to get to, but somebody asked about PJ Tucker, and he's like one of those classic guys. You're know, like, if PJ Tucker is a free agent, he, yeah. he's on the Clippers now, but you know. The teams or that he might be interested in. It's like the Lakers, the Heat, exactly. you know, the Knit. Like, but you don't, don't want that. You guy. don't want PJ Tucker. Yeah, you he's, you, he's a bad dude who's going to complain about playing time, and he's probably cooked. Do you want James Harden to force a trade from the the Clippers to come to Denver? I mean, like, there's there's not that many guys that that do this anymore. Yeah, or there hasn't been in the last however long. Oh, I do think the word of mouth stuff too. Like some people in the chat are saying Reggie and Jeff Green. This isn't the caliber of guy. It kind of is though. If you're talking about the buyouts and the and the kind of like the ring chaser, like word of mouth matters. And in the five years that I've been here, this organization's reputation has changed so much, oh, drastically. As a place where you can come, succeed, get paid with yoke and all that, but also they're going to take care of you. Um, I think Reggie Jackson, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. All these guys would co-sign that now. Yeah. And those guys are in the inner circle of NBA, just the community, right? So those are guys who who I think them enjoying their time here, it goes further than we think for these on-the-margin signings. Um, and yeah, look, it's not... It's not Kawhi that wants to force his way here. Yeah, dude, we but, don't want we don't want KD. But you know what? Maybe the Nuggets are better off. We don't for want it, James so, Harden. Yeah. We don't want the, the those guys. But you know, it's like could Bogdan Bogdanovich, the top Serbian player, like decide to come inside right. here? Like guys like that, like mid level players, like guys that are, you know, maybe uh, entering the 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 second half of their career and they're looking around saying like, where could I reasonably try to get on uh, that would be a good situation for me from a basketball standpoint? Like, Denver is in those conversations now. They absolutely are. They they absolutely are. They absolutely are. Final question here, and this was a trade that was sent in from at not famous Noah on Twitter. Oh man, let's make this guy famous. Check out this fake trade that he proposed. If you can make that a little bigger, Kale, zoom in. It's the Nuggets giving up Reggie Jackson, their, Zeke Naji, Julian Strother, Vlaco Charjar, Justin Holiday <laughs> for Alex Caruso, Andre Drummond, and Tori Craig. I mean, yes, but I feel like there's some work to do. To get them so wait, to who's yes. left on the bench here? So, I mean, this could be a little enticing for Chicago because you know you get Julian Strother, who's like, you know, could be a blue chip type prospect. So our bench then is we have Caruso. Caruso is is the one. Drummond. Drummond is the five. CB oh, 
and Peyton Watson. I don't think there's a chance that trade happens without picks. Yeah, but maybe, yeah. maybe. But first and, of all, yes. And I guess Tory Craig is yeah our other bench player. How much does Tory Craig does Tory Craig play over Peyton Watson? <laughs> oh my god! If they played together, it would be the the most or over Christian. We've Paul. ever seen guys fall over on the floor. Just yeah. chaos. Well, yeah. What is this solving? I don't. This is just seems like you're just moving stuff to move stuff. I mean, it's given Denver a an upgrade at backup center. I think and. Alex Caruso, who's and Alex Caruso, who would actually become the is best defender probably on the team. playing, maybe not more than Reggie Jackson in the playoffs, but is like a bona fide A plus defender. We have one. We Can have you KCP. imagine having Alex Caruso, Christian Brown, and Peyton Watson on the floor together in the playoffs against I, other second units? I mean, that feels like they score like ten points a game. You don't have a point guard off the bench, unless Caruso's kind of doing that. He's your point guard, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll keep. Let's keep. What we got. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. That's like a for, lot first, of people. For, hang on. To be very first of all, yes, I think if you could convince Chicago to take that trade and you can get Alex Caruso and, and a better backup center, hard. You yes. would have to risk messing the vibes though That's above saying, the locker dude. room, and that to me is like the biggest question here. Do you want that much turnover? On a team that's already as good as the Nuggets are, that, and with a locker room that's already so connected as the Nuggets locker room is, I don't know. I want Strother, man. I don't want to give up Strother either. Yeah. All right, all right. I, I, that that angle I get. No, I, I just think Caruso is. If you could get Caruso and improve the backup center situation without giving up Peyton Watson, that just sounds like cooking with with grease to me. Is that the expression? Cooking with gas. <laughs> cool. I don't cook. <laughs> yeah, dude, I go to Legal Pete's. This tells me like don't if you invite us over because you're cooking, we don't. You shouldn't show up. We're like, how, yeah. how'd you do this? You're like, oh, I cooked it with grease. A lot of grease involved. <laughs> this, I asked for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was just cooking with grease. I mean, you can cook with grease, but that's not the that's not the colloquialism you're looking for. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the Bulls, I think, could be a huge seller at the deadline, and. Caruso drumming. You think so? The Bulls are like Tory Craig could be on the, the Bulls team is doing the thing that the Chicago Bears is doing to their team, where they're like good enough, where they're like, oh man, like is there something here, or do we? Dude, have to they're seventeen and twenty-one. Are they? Are they? They just keep they going through these. They, go, they keep going through these winning spurts. They're six and four in their last ten. I mean, they keep going through these winning spurts. I'm telling you, Kobe White has like. Has, I just has, don't know. I if do that's, like Kobe White. I do like Kobe. I know, White. but even that's like. As far as reasons to maybe delay your rebuild, Kobe White having a very strong month and a half is like pretty I feel low like, on I the I just lit. think that they they maybe think like, all right, maybe we can trade Zach and get just in that like find enough of uh, to supplant like a little bit of yeah. what we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Fun show today, guys. That was great, guys. Thanks hey. for the questions. Thanks for hanging out in the chat. <laughs> um, good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. The Nuggets are in Utah. They're playing the Jazz. Uh, that game is at 8 o'clock? Or is it 7? Uh, 8 o'clock. So pregame show, 7.30. Mountain time. We'll be right here uh, in the studio did, to bring it to you. Who did the Jazz just smack? Was it uh, the Bucks? The Bucks. Did you see that the, what their social account did? They posted their uh, equipment manager. 
trying to be better. Because, well, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys then. Later. Like the mayor, 